Welcome to Upward Dogology, where I retrain your brain and introduce you to the world of cognitive behavioral therapy for dogs over six months of age. Season four is all about chatting with people and organizations who have a passion for dogs and help dogs and dog people in all different kinds of ways. This episode takes us into the world of truckers, where we learn about a volunteer-run organization, Furry Hobos and Highway Heroes, started by Margaret Foster Hyde, a retired trucker. Furry Hobos and Highway Heroes is a group of dedicated volunteers that organize and execute the transport of dogs across North America to their new homes. I had a chance to speak with Margaret and a trucker, Janet, before the interview, but at the last moment, we had a change of plans, and joining us today is Maggie, who is Margaret's youngest member of Furry Hobos and Highway Heroes. And we also have Dave McKenzie, editor and publisher for Canadian Trucking Magazine. Dave has supported Margaret since the inception of this organization in 2011 and has been a huge part of its success. This is a great interview. We are winging it, and I know you'll enjoy it. Hello, I'm Billy Grimm, your host and successful dogologist for over two decades. With me again is my co-host, David L. Halsell. How's it going, David? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Great. So our guest today won the Humane Canada Award two years ago, and uh, it is Furry Hobos and Highway Heroes. And unfortunately, Margaret, who runs it, can't be with us today, but uh, we're going to wing it with some other truckers. We're going to let it ride. Let it ride. So let's go ahead and and, uh, meet some of these truckers. We've got Dave and we've got Maggie. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. How's it going with you? It's going great. Hey, Maggie. So you are, uh, you're one of the truckers that has had uh, quite a few dogs. And did have you had cats too or just a dog travel, travel with you? I've had um, mainly dogs and small puppies. Yay. I, I, okay. I don't do a lot with the cats, so. But we do have some drivers that do uh, will transport cats. Okay, perfect. So, uh, what inspired you to hook on with this organization? Originally, I just stumbled across it on Facebook. I didn't have, you know, any clue what it was uh, about. Margaret messaged me on Facebook, told me what they were all about. And I absolutely love dogs. I didn't have a dog in the truck at the time. Uh, my my truck dog, she's now retired, living with my mom. So I got on board, you know, always looking for a, a friendly companion to go trucking with and, you know, sit there and talk to. They don't argue. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it must be really nice to have the company. It's lovely. And, and doing the trucking that I do, it gets me out of the truck a little more, gets me stopped, gets me wandering around. And, and it's, it's, it's actually nice for the drivers too. Yeah. Get some exercise in the company. I can see that. I could see that. Yeah. You got to stop for key breaks, right? Yeah. And there's, there's some more important things too, um, about having a free companion in the truck. In the trucking industry, there are a lot of former police officers and military veterans out driving trucks. And having that furry friend with them uh, as a service dog yes. really, really 
uh, comforts them, helps them, and to the point where they form a bond where they practically live in the truck. I know a lot of truckers out there who are former uh, uh, police officers, uh, military, they're veterans, they're out in a truck. And once they get out there with their free uh, uh, friend and they're traveling those miles, they live in the truck and it really helps control uh, PTSD. Well, it's a, it's a tool in their box for PTSD, depression, anxiety. Nothing is better than someone who loves you unconditionally, no matter what. Yeah, and that's our that's awesome. friends. Yeah, that is well put. Dogs, dogs definitely have an emotional benefit. And I think a lot of people would think that what you guys are doing is, you know, helping the dog, which is great, but there's just so many benefits. And I'm sure even people like uh, Maggie, what you were saying, when you stop and walk around with the dog, people probably come up and are happy to see a dog and they're on the road and they're traveling and then they can come up and pat the dog and it's good for them too. Oh, definitely. And I had my, my recent truck dog. She's now a couch potato with my mom. <laughs> uh, she uh, she's actually saved me a few times on the road there. Um, yeah. You know, scary cities that you're not supposed to stop in. You know, I get I got lost, didn't know where I was going. The dog actually noticed the people walking up along the side of my truck before I did. She was the one that notified me that there were people walking up that I probably should get out of there. Wow! Good for, wow! Yeah, yeah. Safety and just all sorts of benefits. So so to. Uh, organize these legs like you I guess the truckers work individually for different companies but they end up meeting each other and it's pre-planned can can one of you tell us sort of how that works to get the dog from A to B because there must be a couple different legs in there sometimes well the the key thing is there's a lot of companies out there which uh, understands the important of our uh, furry friends and they do allow you to have a companion in the truck with you unfortunately there's a lot out there that don't and uh, maybe they've had a bad experience maybe they've had people who were short-term with them and had a cat that you know exhibits a lot of fur in the truck and they have to clean it but there's a lot of trucks that do accept this and do allow this. And uh, Margaret has built such a fantastic network uh, through Furry Hobos and Highway Heroes throughout uh, Canada and even the United States that um, people, uh, great people, I call them heroes, of course, and they are highway heroes like Maggie that step up to the plate and willing to uh, rescue or transport a furry friend to a great family uh, from either terrible situations or I think every situation they have to take them from is terrible because it's it's a furry friend that has to go someplace else and uh, they're compassionate people they're great people and a big thank you to those companies that allow these um, uh, highway heroes to transport our furry friends to new homes absolutely yes well put what uh, what Margaret normally does when she kind of, she, she, we normally, a lot of the drivers, we have, I wouldn't call them dedicated runs. We have general areas that we normally run. So if we know that there's going to be a dog coming through and, and stuff like that. We'll, 
we'll call the drivers up, we'll have conference calls, we'll get everything all sorted out. And if it does work out that way, then they'll be able to hitch a ride onto the next truck. Um, I know Dooley and I ran into each other in Chicago, um, of all places. <laughs> and um, we were able to uh, trade off a dog. And it was it kept going on from Southern Ontario. I think it went out to Vancouver. Oh, so wow. That play around because there, we didn't have a truck going over the North Bay. But me and Julie ended up meeting up in Chicago. So I brought it down to Chicago hooked up with her, she took the dog onto his home. Wow, that's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, when I was talking to Margaret, she said, I think that the longest leg, uh, I think it had 17 legs, was the longest transport that she's yep. organized. That's that, that organization, just, just the time and effort to do that and with everybody involved. And this is all volunteer. This is all, you know, just out of, out giving, of a, yeah, giving a shit, really. So that is really really a lot of time and energy and and people really stepping up to the plate margaret Margaret was also saying that yeah for people that um for truckers that want to get involved she uh you know they have to have uh, certain qualifications and stuff for the for the truck i mean the dog obviously has to have papers and shots and and that sort of thing because a lot of the truckers also have their own dogs but uh I don't know if either of you know anything about um, the qualifications, if, if there's a trucker that's interested in, in hopping on board, so to speak, what, what they have to have in regards to their truck. Um, we, uh, we will supply everything for the truck. Um, you know, blankets go down on the floor so they don't get uh, um, the truck dirty or hairy. I shouldn't say dirty, hairy. Um, we'll supply <laughs> dog yeah, furry, yeah. We will supply dog bowls and harnesses and leashes. And generally, the what we look for in a trucker is somebody that won't flake. Um, right. I don't know how else to put it. Um, we want somebody that's, that, you know, we want long-time truckers to come with us because they t- we, it turns into more of a family. I've been with Margaret for four years now, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I've been with Margaret uh... for four years. A, com- a commitment. Yeah. And um, just, you know, we don't discriminate on who we take. It's just don't flake on us. That's yeah. yeah. Really if you ask. say you're going to do something, do it. And, and yeah. 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 Because be a stand-up person. Yeah. yeah. And you got to be a good person. Well, if you want to volunteer, then you, you, you generally got a good heart. But. Right. But don't be flaky. Yeah, and you know, I've 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 volunteered in the rescue world for thirty years, and uh, a lot of people get into it not really thinking that it is what it is, and and um, it can be emotionally difficult, but it can also be very time consuming, and and you want to do do the good thing, but it's not always what you think it would be. Um, I was you know speaking what, if, with if one of Margaret's open, truckers yesterday and the dog peed on her foot. <laughs> one of the dogs <laughs> peed on her foot. And it was like, she was like, it was my fault. He, he told me that he wanted out, but I didn't pick up on the signal. So, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah. When, and uh, plus- when I first joined Margaret, I didn't know what it was. Margaret called me. I still wasn't entirely sure. And then she, you know, kept on me about it. And, um... So I just, I said, you know what? Sure, let's give it a go. And four years later, I'm still here. That's awesome. Wow. And you talk, about the, 
the emotional ties too is that uh, you know you pick up these uh, puppies and uh, and dogs and uh, uh, the adults and that and uh, if they're in the truck with you for some time you can have quite a bond i know that uh, i picked up one the other day uh, as a favor for someone and transported her uh, a german shepherd pup and she bonded with me immediately i put a bunch of pictures up on the facebook page and everybody was saying including my wife and kids bring her home bring her home <laughs> and the and the and the new home she was going to is saying please don't steal my dog oh, <laughs> and, and i was so saying funny. because as I put one up, there was a, uh, a the uh, DOT, Department of Transportation, and the Ministry of Transportation was having a crackdown or slapdown on drivers. Basically, uh, what they were doing was a money grab and, uh, and trying to get it off truckers since there hasn't been that much uh, four-wheelers, we call it, traffic. So they got to get right. the money from revenue someplace. Anyways, oh, and, yeah. uh, and so when I uh, sat down on uh, the side of the curb, and I was letting her have her uh, pee, and she's a puppy, so she had to stop her two hours. She came over and started kissing me on the side of the face. Mm. So I took a selfie of her kissing me on the side of the face. But uh, you can't really tell, but it, she's, she liked my ear. So I mm. used that saying, hey, Dave. I know a way around the scales and I posted that <laughs> up on my page and it was such a cute picture. That's where all the reaction came from. And, <laughs> uh, and I, I personally fell in love with her too. Yeah. And that's one of dog. the hazards of a rescue is, uh, is you fall in love with them and you got to let them go. That's because right. they have yeah. a home you're bringing them to. So it's it's an emotional thing on the, on these uh, heroes that are transporting these dogs as well. I do not do it as a regular basis. I I just support Margaret. I've supported her for uh, since she started because she's got a big heart and um, uh, like like you people, she has a cause which is a great cause helping our free friends. So Absolutely. I support her 100%. And how long ago did Margaret start this? My God, I think it's been at least uh, 10 years. Has it, Maggie? Oh, Do you wow. know exactly how long she's been doing it for? Because I know she started coming to my shows about 10 years ago, and I, wow. I had her in the magazine, but I, I don't know how much before that. Well, it's been six years now. She's I been think, running. Well, I think six she years. said 2011. Okay. Yeah. But... Uh, so about 10 so, years. Yeah, so about 10 years. years. Yeah, so you hopped on board, Dave, helping her out right from the from the get-go. That's awesome. Right from the get-go, she got in touch with me, told me about what she was doing. At that time, I only had a couple hundred thousand people following me, and I said, I'll reach out to them and see what I can do. Now, fortunately, our reach has hit as high as 10 million at times. Wow. So, that's that's kind of nice. We're trending at two million right now for our reach, and thirty seven thousand on our Facebook page, and about a hundred and sixty nine thousand following. Why such small numbers of likes and following compared to the reach? But what the heck? At least we got the reach. Yeah, because it's social media, and Absolutely. who knows? If I never knew what an algorithm was, I'd probably be okay, you know. But <laughs> it's all yeah. that social oh. media stuff. But oh, that's a huge following. What is yeah. what is your Facebook? Page? page name it's a canadian trucking magazine on facebook we've also got twitter and we've got uh, instagram but i'm not on that 
very much. So we only have a couple of thousand people on there. But um, the Facebook is our main uh, ship. And as I say, it, it, it amazes me because uh, we've only got 37 thousand something likes on there or whatever it is and i go to these shows when we have shows and i have all these people coming up saying oh we follow you on facebook mm. and and after a number of years you get to recognize the names of that he says really you like the page oh no we haven't liked the page because we don't want to get spammed and and too uh. many uh, ins and that but we're following you and i oh you're one of the hundred and sixty nine thousand or they say they aren't even following but they go to the page, so they're part of the two million up to ten million reach, which is which I take snapshots or I will do the you know the alpha ribbons from Facebook and I'll turn them around so the people who are on when we do live can see where we're hitting, and it's just mm. mind blowing the amount yeah. of people that you can actually get on there. Yeah, well, especially because yeah. you're across the states and Canada, and and truckers are everywhere, and and as Maggie said earlier, it's like a family, a big community. So I guess if yes. people are transporting these dogs for Margaret, they can send you pictures and and their, oh, their absolutely. Kind of story as they go across the country and and uh, yep. Maggie's been in the magazine and been on the page a number of times, and uh, uh, you know there's uh, a person I call the bird dog. Will Bird, who uh, transports, and he's been uh, in the magazine and and on the page. And I love putting those pictures because, as I say, the majority of people in the trucking industry, I think the majority of people around the world love furry friends. Oh yeah, uh, I if, agree. If they if they don't, there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And and truckers have such a such a way of bringing a community together too, because they just, you know, as, as Maggie said, she just ran into Julie and, or, you know, met up with Julie in Chicago and, and that's, that's how it works. Oh, it used to be the news travels faster by truckers than any other way. You could have something happen on the East coast and you'd hear about it on the West coast, just through truckers talking. That's how fast the network seems to uh, move. And it wow. can be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. You know, fake news travels faster than good news, you know, <laughs> so exactly. You Real careful what you post, what you hear in the trucking industry. Yes, for <laughs> sure. It's going to get out there. Um, yeah. Maggie? If, yes. If people want to donate to uh, Margaret, how do they do that? Or, or do they? Or do people give, you know, do people, if they're... How, Food or yes, or yes, there is. There is people that or... donate because they they need all kinds of things to keep this going, and they can just go to the page Furry Hobos and Highway Heroes, and they can message uh, and message Margaret and arrange to donate and uh, donate anything. They can donate food. They can <laughs> donate uh, collars, blankets, and uh, and there's been all kinds of things like that. Or they can donate money, which Margaret will put towards. Uh, uh, food and everything for these uh, uh, furry friends of ours. So that's the easiest way is to get hold of Margaret through Facebook, through uh, Furry Hobos and Highway Heroes. Perfect. Uh, that's what and, I'd and say. And I what also do you have think, those, all those uh, links as well on my show notes and on my website, and I'll also have pictures as well 
on my website. Oh, so yeah. So we always have a, uh, a tail end question. And, and since you guys are winging it and hopping on board, you're going to have to be creative here. Um, so go ahead, David. Um, can you tell us something you've learned from an animal that inspired you or makes your life richer? Maggie, just loving start? everybody. What's that? Sorry. I said, just loving everybody. I had, uh, actually it was a couple weeks ago. I transported, uh, transported, sorry, uh, poodle mix. And it just absolutely loved everybody. Aww. It would, my dogs would like. I I brought the dogs home because before I take them out, if if I'm leaving in the middle of the night or something, and I'm you know I don't really want to you know bug the people in the middle of the night or I you know whatever's going on, I'll bring them home. My mom falls in love falls in love with them, and I and I got to take them away. It kills her, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's and okay. my dogs would be play fighting and this little, we, we renamed the dog Snowball because it was just one big thing of fluff. Just was running into the pile of dogs at my house with his tongue going and just, just licking everything. Just lo- wanted to love everybody. And I, some of these dogs that I pick up, you know, they're timid. They're, they're worried about what's going on. They're not entirely sure. And they, um, by about the first day in, they're warming up. You know, the yeah. first couple hours in by the, you know, the night, if you're, if we're hauling them overnight, you know, they're sleeping in the bed with us and they're just, they're just loving everybody. Yeah. You know, you stop and they want to say hi and, <laughs> and they just got a heart of gold. Yeah. And, I heard uh, one of the terms or one of the sayings you guys use is the big pajama party in the, in the truck because it's like all the dogs have their beds and they're all sleeping and, and it's <laughs> just right like a big family and a big pajama party. No, no, they all crawl into bed with me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I I end up sleeping on the floor and they sleep on the bed. That's how that one works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like normal dog uh, rescuer and and a do- foster homes, right? The dogs are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to make them feel like they're at home when they're with us, no matter yeah. if they're big, no matter if they're small. Um, I actually, I don't know if you guys ever, if you guys heard about, I guess it was about three years ago now. There was a stolen dog out of Brooks, Alberta that landed in Steinbeck, Manitoba. Okay. I transported that guy home to his family in Brooks. Oh, wow. Wow, good for you. It's amazing to watch. Like, I went down to Lethbridge, and I went back up, and I was in Calgary, and then I finally made it over to Brooks. And as soon as I'm getting off the highway and I'm coming around the corner, the dog's ears perked up. And it oh. knew where it was. And as soon as it seen its owners, it, like my heart melted. Oh. Absolutely. If I could find the news news clip for you, I will. Yeah, but, I'll put it on my website. That yeah, is great. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners melted. that that remember that story, that heard that story, and remember that story. Yeah. But I I am still friends with the family now. And if I'm in Brooks, I'll go over. I'll stop and I'll visit. Like, oh. it's more than just it's more than just the dogs at this point. It's, it's connecting. It's, it's the, it's looking at the people getting their dogs and seeing the kids start crying. And it's just the the sense of joy you get when you see, you know, everyone's yeah. family coming together. I had a lady there. I took a puppy to her, her and her husband, and she goes, thank you so much. You made my family complete. Oh yeah. That's what it's all about. Isn't it? That is a hundred percent. Good for you. Good for you. And good for you, Dave, for helping to, to share it and spread it as well. 
Did you have, uh, Dave, did you have a, uh, uh, something that you learned from an animal or something that was inspirational that you wanted to share? Well, I could see uh, one of the big uh, family uh, jokes, I guess, in my family. And the inspiration for me is uh, uh, I'm uh, 63, have had nine children and eight grandchildren. And uh, I have had in my lifetime four friskies. I'm a black love uh, lab lover. And mm. I grew up as a child with Frisky, who is my best friend, listened to, to everything I always said, slept in my bed, a full-size black lab growing up, and of course uh, lost him when I was 16 because he only lived 16 years. And since then, uh, the funny thing, of, as I say with my kids and the wife and everything, is I would go and look for black labs and look for one that looked at me with that you know, look in the eye of hello, mm -hmm. and there'd be Frisky 2, there'd be Frisky 3, and there's Frisky 4. And when we lost the last Frisky, and I found a beautiful female black lab for the first one, the wife says, no, not Frisky, <laughs> this one's Molly. <laughs> and, and so I finally broke that chain, but I got a beautiful black lab, Molly, who's just <laughs> wonderful and everything else. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, lifelong uh, friend lifelong and companion as a, as a child. You know, a child, the proper, the proper match with a proper, if I can leave anything, and you guys are the experts, so you know this, do not match just don't go out and buy a pet for the sake of owning a pet, whether it's a puppy dog, a cat, a rabbit, or anything else. The worst thing I see at uh, Easter is people giving people bunnies at Easter, and yes. they don't realize they grow up to be rabbits. They don't look after them. They ignore them and everything else. Well, the same thing with puppies. Puppies are so cute. They're so lovable. You get so attached. But unless you're a family who's going to be dedicated as that puppy to be part of your family for life, because you may love that puppy for a number of years, that puppy's going to love you for all its life. So yes. very important for people to know. Absolutely. And if I can leave yes, well anything, said. that is an important thought for people to keep in mind when searching for that uh, special companion. Yeah, and I know a lot of the people listening are fosters and rescuers and adopters, and I'm sure they couldn't be agreeing with you any more. Like, that is absolutely vital. Yeah, 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 and, well uh, said. My When I first got a dog, it was actually my mom's boyfriend's kids' dogs. Mm. My, very, my very, very, very first dog, I was 16 years old, and uh, she was actually my very first trucker dog, because... When I turned 18, I hopped in a truck and she was my dog. Um, <clears throat> she came to me at 16. I went off to do my flying scholarship and my mom got left with this dog at home. She didn't want a dog, but they ended up building a bond. And now she's, she's her and my mom are two peas in a pod. They got to do everything together. Mm. <laughs> Funny how that happens. They kind of find their people and their life and dogs will tell you where they want to live and what they want to do and They'll always let you know they're they're really uh, they're really genuine that way. Yeah, what I'm what I what I was actually getting at is they didn't we didn't go looking for them. Even mm -hmm. my second dog, she was um, I was actually just supposed to be fostering her, 
and well we she talked to me and Daz. But <laughs> they you don't find them, they find you sometimes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And sometimes oh, guys, thank you so much. Way. You guys have just been a just really inspirational and fun and you're and really in, interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah, we've really enjoyed this. Thanks so much. And uh and we will share all this uh the links and all the info on on our sites as well and we will keep in touch thanks guys thank no problem you thank you for all the great work you guys do thank you thank you thanks so much take care for the snippet piece i'm going to once again pull off a social media post i saw which actually has some good dog training advice provided by truckers the amount of material I see on social media every day that I can pull off of to help my listeners rethink the way they work with dogs is endless. I happened to see this post just after recording this interview, so it seemed like karma. The dog world is saturated with gimmicks and quick fixes, which, although not harmful, have completely changed the way dog trainers view working with dogs. It takes the focus off their biggest asset the dog's brain. For regular dog owners to use gimmicks is commonly the easiest solution if the dog likes the gimmick, but for dog trainers to rely on these, they are downgrading the intelligence of dogs and the ability for dogs to think and process. So again, this example is not to criticize, but simply to change the way we think about working with dogs. So a professional dog trainer posted on Instagram that all dogs should learn to like various forms of restraints so that we can use these to calm dogs down when they are physically hyper or rambunctious or pacing. So basically to use the restraints, and she mentioned a few such as the crate or a seatbelt or a tie out or a leash to get the dog to stop moving around so we can calm and focus the brain. Crates and leashes and tie-outs and seat belts are often necessary for puppies and for safety reasons and are fine for dogs over six months if the dog likes them. But restraining dogs physically can increase anxiety. These restraints do not teach expected behavior and they do not use the brain to calm the brain. Forcing a dog to like a restraint to calm physical behavior to focus the brain is ass backwards. Essentially, it's rushing to the end goal of stopping the physical behavior instead of addressing the reason for the behavior, which in turn changes the physical behavior. In other words, the dog is no longer pacing or running around, but only due to a physical restraint, kind of like a straitjacket. In the comments of this post, one woman asked what she should do with her dog who paces in the car. The trainer suggested a seatbelt. Okay, that is stating the obvious, but I'm going to guess this woman tried that. But I would have asked the age of the dog and if the dog likes restraints. This trainer has a lot of followers and a few of them provided some suggestions. This trainer is well-liked, so the suggestions were provided in a positive way. A few truckers said they always walk their dogs before getting in the cab, but also they said they do exercises with their dog during these walks. This may involve a ball or practicing calmly meeting people or just exercises that use the brain as they go for their walk. Another woman said she had seen a big improvement in her dog's behavior in the car since she started doing exercises in her home and on walks. They all said that they make sure the dog enters the vehicle in a calm state. I'm not sure if they're using treats or how advanced these exercises are, but the general idea is bang on. By applying command-based exercises in all areas, using rewards that make sense to the dog, such as applying a stay or a weight, 
and then a release such as okay or go to meet a person or sniff a tree. And that's the reward. It doesn't have to be contrived like a treat. They're using the dog's brain, which calms the dog. Then we can use those same exercises to get the dog in the vehicle, as suggested by the truckers. This is a basic level just to get you thinking on how to use the dog's brain and how to use commands and exercises instead of just restraining the dog. I teach these exercises, which are different for different dogs, to my clients every day, even to eight-year-olds. They're not difficult, but they reach the cognitive side of the brain because we are not forcing the reward or rushing to the end goal. My clients see immediate changes that may seem small, but they allow us to easily and effectively continue to work with the dog without needing treats or restraints to focus the dog and calm the brain. This in turn calms the physical behavior of the dog. Never rush to the end goal and always address the reason for the behavior. Working with and just being around dogs in real life situations like what the truckers do, as opposed to the hundreds of videos of trainers walking in a circle, giving treats from a treat bag like a walking Pez dispenser, encourages us to use logic and to understand and respect dogs' abilities to think and process. Less restraining, more braining. Thanks to Dave and Maggie and to Furry Hobos and Highway Heroes for all they do. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it or provide a rating or review. If you have questions, please email me at billy at upwarddogology.com. Please follow me on Instagram, Upward Dogology, and my new Facebook page name is Upward Dogology, but for some reason it is still Doglogic Behavioral Rehabilitation until the gurus at Facebook approve my formal name change. For more info on me, please visit my website, www.upwarddogology.com, or listen to my guest appearance on The Entrepreneur Way, episode 1595, available on all podcast sites. My book is available on Amazon and in ebook format. Thanks to the Jeff Murdoch Band for providing the great music on all my episodes. You can find them on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you for your support and for all you do for the dogs. Enjoy your learning journey.